0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I know it's a great conversation because it is one of those questions that a lot of people ask. Our opportunity today to discuss that question about the world's religions. Do all religions lead to the same God? Are the other gods of the world's religions real? Aren't they just the same God but revealed in a different way? Well, importantly for Christian believers, how do we know that the God of the Bible is the one true God and that other gods are false gods? What does the Bible teach about this and is there some sort of test that you can apply to prove that it is so? We're going to open our talkback lines very shortly for your questions, for insights, as we welcome a special guest back to 2020 today. Dr. Omar Joandi is Chinese, born in Indonesia, and has been an Australian since the age of 10. He studied medicine at the University of New South Wales, and he studied theology in Kenya. He's worked as a general practitioner in Sydney and as an associate pastor in Nairobi Chapel in Kenya, where it grew from 800 to over 2,000. Right now, he is in a very distinguished role. He is the National Director of SIM Australia. SIM stands for Serving in Mission. He's been in that role since 2004. And, of course, there's a huge missionary presence that comes from those who are serving with SIM. In fact, out of Australia, there are 125 missionaries serving in 30 countries around the world. And if we talked about the worldwide figures, somewhere in the vicinity of 4,000 missionaries in over 80 countries. But a
1: special welcome back to 2020 to you, Omar Joandi. Yeah, thanks Neil, it's great to be with you this morning and today I just discovered my mum said she's excited that I'm on because she's been supporting Vision Radio since 2010.
0: I'm (laughs) very excited What's your mum's name? (laughs) Susan Well Susan, just wonderful to have you listening in today, you'll be very proud of your boy (laughs) Omar, you've been at the helm of SIM since 2004 you've seen the development over those years and there's 125 Australian missionaries working in those 30 countries around the world and you know connected with today's conversation working in countries around the world where the predominant god let's call them small g gods are are oftentimes of different world religions to our christianity it does pose that sort of question doesn't Mm. it Uh, that when we're christians uh, knowing the one true god and he comes into in some sense conflict with these other gods
1: yeah, most definitely. Um, though when you're using the word conflict, I mean, we, we, our approach really is that we're so blessed and humble that God would reveal himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And so we don't really, we, we're not considering we're any better than anyone else. Um, I know we've been accused or Christians have been accused as being arrogant that they claim to know the truth. Um, what we would say is that we, of all people, desperately need God's grace. Um, it wasn't because we're any more intelligent or any more devoted than any other human being. Uh, we too were rebels against the Creator God. Uh, we too could not rescue ourselves. And so it's only because God sent His Son Jesus to rescue us that we have this life. And then we just want to share that life, share that truth um, with everyone all around the world, irrespective of whatever religions or beliefs they may be holding on to in the present. Although there is something very contentious in our attitude, and
0: I agree, and our conversation today will be gentle and will be respectful, but we can never get away from those words of Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That is a yes. little bit of a, uh, a a declaration, isn't it, Definitely. Of, of the fact that he is the one true God and that, therefore, if you want to then talk about others, you have to have some level of context for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. When some people say all religions are the same, I really do wonder whether they've actually studied the major world religions. Because if you... It were to interview, say, this is possible, you to interview Muhammad and Jesus at the same time, they both would say, what planet are you on to think that all <laughs> religions are the same? Exactly. Muhammad and Jesus made different claims. Uh, this was really hit to me when I was in the Middle East I met up with a Thai tourist and he's Buddhist uh, but he said he's been on a journey, he's seeking um, and he's been exploring religions. So um, he said he, at that particular time he was swaying towards becoming a Muslim. Um, a sadness to me was he said he had friends who were Christians, but they couldn't really explain to him um, the uniqueness of the claims of Jesus. So anyway, here we, we're in uh, Cairo, and then he asked me, So what do you think of Muhammad? I was thinking, is this conversation being recorded? Um, it's it's interesting
0: because where you are asked that question uh, depends on just how open you can be with the response.
1: Well, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I had to assume uh, we were in a museum in a public place. I had to assume we were being recorded. Um, so I said to him, Muhammad claimed to be a prophet. He claimed to receive revelation from God. Uh, some of the words were eventually written into Quran." He claimed to be a prophet. He did not claim any more. I went on to say, Jesus Christ claimed to be the Son of God. Jesus Christ claimed to be far more than a prophet. He claimed to be God. So just on that, you have two different people, two different religious founders with different claims. And I asked him, have you read the words of Jesus who claimed to be God? And as you quoted earlier, it's Jesus who claim, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. It wasn't his followers who put those words onto him. It, it wasn't our ID. So we are responding to Jesus' claim. And I do want to make that clear to to the um, listeners. Um, so we need to be both and. We need to be respectful, to be gentle, to be compassionate. At the same time, we need to be courageous and and be confident, not in ourselves, confident in Jesus Christ, in the historical person of Jesus Christ, that he died, that he was raised again, and that he, it's his claims that we are responding to. It's like a popular mythology, isn't it, that somehow
0: or other for people who want to be separate from the church, separate from spirituality, they want to be able to tar all religions as the same and therefore they say, oh, it's just the same God. They just get there in different ways. But it's a popular mythology because as you say, once you get two people from opposite sides of those religious Positions on a spectrum, uh, then they're completely different. Uh, it is just something that somebody picks up uh, from some popular saying or some comedian or whatever uh,
1: that they believe that those things are true, and of course they're not. No, and it's and it's it's very convenient um, because then you don't have to wrestle with what might be the truth. Um, if we say, well, everybody, you know, they're just on a journey. It's just whatever you pick and choose. And a lot of the Hollywood people, they they pick and choose. I came across somebody who's a Taoist, Buddhist, Hindu, and he had a long list of who he is, like seven different components. I thought, yeah, that's very I mean, new age. It's like that. You just pick and choose. And it appeals to our consumer um, mindset. Um, but at the end of the day, it still puts us as the one who's in control. And that's the very nature, that's at the very heart of our problem, is that at the heart we are rebels and we want to be in control. Whereas God, the Creator, said, I have made you. He has made every single one of us, 7 billion people uniquely, uh, but he created us for a purpose, to worship him, the true and living God. Uh, But starting from Adam and Eve, uh, all human beings, including me, we've rebelled against God. And so when we have rebelled against God and we want to continue in that rebellion, it's very convenient to say all religions lead to God. For example, when I was at uni, I was um, talking at length. We spent hours with a friend, a university student from Thailand. Um, and we wrestled about this and about that. And he kept coming different questions. I'd do research. I'd come back and explain. And this went on for about months. And I thought, why does he keep coming up with different questions. I mean, is he really confused? Does he not understand? Um, and I, at that particular time, it really hit me at the truth of Romans chapter 1. So in Romans chapter 1, um, Paul, writing, being inspired by God, said that um, through creation we can see God's invisible qualities. It is very clear, uh, but humankind chose not to respond to that revelation and instead we chose to rebel, follow our own ways. And then some of that rebellion is expressed by we created idols. Because when you make an idol, you control that idol. Um, so based on that, I went back to him and said, well, the Bible says you know deep down there is God. That, that, that you might want to argue against that, but you know deep down God has created you. And what the Bible says, you, like I, have rebelled against God um and and so the invitations for you to stop in your rebellion and to submit to Jesus as Lord and there was a pause and then he said you're right I, i'm not interested in getting the answers i'm asking <laughs> i want to do my own thing um i want to control my own life i i don't want to submit to Jesus as Lord and and that's his admission i like at least he was honest um and so we stopped debating in a sense i stopped doing research because he acknowledged it was a heart issue. It was an attitude, a motive. He did not want to submit. And so it was convenient for him to keep coming up with all sorts of confusing issues when at the heart is will he submit to Jesus Christ as Lord? We'll talk,
0: we'll deepen this conversation in just a few moments because there are more things to the idea of alternative religion than just the world religions. But let's stay on world religions because, as you're indicating, Omar, there are people who are genuinely seeking. Uh, Those, too, that might have gotten to a position where they make a choice one way or another because they've actually looked at some of the alternatives and they make a choice as to what religion they'll follow. But for those who are seeking, you might have known people over the years who've gone through certain phases in their life. And it is a seeking thing. And, you know, maybe they went to Sunday school as a child and heard some things about Christianity. Somebody got in their ear and said, uh, oh, no, Buddhism is the way to go, or this Hindu god, or, you know, even uh, some certain practices with uh, whether it's uh, yoga or Mm. martial arts, (laughs) uh, those sorts of things lead people in different directions into different uh, Eastern religions. So people are seeking, and sometimes they're going through phases is that a normal healthy thing to happen or is that something that you know obviously you would try and resist that some
1: way well no one starts off in a vacuum I mean we all were born into a family and every single person has a religion um, in terms of beliefs if you define religion as the Oxford Dictionary that it's basically beliefs or you worship a superhuman controlling power Um, and even, even westerners who think they are atheists you know when you ask them a question about cancer or whatever, they're saying, touch wood. I mean, what does that mean? That they're acknowledging that this extra power <laughs> yep. that could cause them to have cancer or whatever. So there's some superstition. Uh, so everybody is born into a family that has values, beliefs, and their uh, culture. And religion is very wrapped up into all that. Um, so the challenge for every human being is that when they probably are usually around the teenage years, they start – um exploring, they start differentiating from their parents and asking the hard questions. Now this happens to somebody who's brought up in a Christian family. They start thinking, is this just the faith of my parents or is there something behind that? Was it my grandparents, etc.? So that's a healthy part of growing up or part of being mature, um, wrestling through Um Though it could be very dizzying and, and complex. So so one of the ways I encourage people is to um, work out is that if you think global big picture, um, you could divide all religions as to one that there is whether they believe in the one true creator or not. So in that sense, Hinduism is separate from um, Islam and Christianity because Hinduism believe in millions of gods and then you pick which god you like. And many Hindus... very friendly uh, and like the idea of being a so-called Christian because then you add one more God called Jesus Christ onto your collection of gods and one more um, being out there who's out there to help me, to serve me, to make me happy. Well, who would not want somebody who you've heard that has done miracles when he was on earth to be one of your gods? So. That's Hinduism.
0: Well, I said we'll deepen the conversation because not only do we have the major world religions, but you've touched on this as well. If someone says, I'm an atheist, and they say that because they want to put themselves outside of uh, any of these other religious arguments that could happen. Or if someone is very materialistic and they become very consumer oriented Mm, uh, that in itself has a religious connotation to it. So really it means that everybody no matter what position they take whether they are someone who ascribes to a particular religion or on the last census they ticked the nuns box the N-O-N-E-S then they are still choosing a religious position. So nobody really is immune from having to grapple with some of the big questions, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and even the atheists, I mean, they are worship uh, somebody because that's how God created us. Uh, Whether they acknowledge it or not, we've been created to worship someone. And you see that Tanis, for example, when um, somebody wins, people are bowing down like like, uh, Muslims bow down towards Mecca. It's the same posture. Uh, So we're created to worship, so I would suggest atheists worship their knowledge, what they think is their knowledge that they think they have enough knowledge to say that someone, something doesn't exist. I don't get that. That doesn't seem logical to me. How can you claim to be all-knowing to say that somebody does not exist, uh, as such as the creator God? Uh, but at the center, it, we're often worshipping ourselves. So you mentioned materialism. It's worshipping money, what money can buy me, the pleasure, the prestige, the so-called success. So we all are worshipping something or someone. Um, the question is, make sure what you worship is, one, worthy of that worship, and second, that there's a grounding, there's a foundation, there's a truth to it, um, and that will last for eternity because we're all eternal beings. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective
0: 2020 on vision our special guest this hour dr omar joandy he is the national director of sim australia and it is a special week for sim as you might have just heard in fact it's the 125th anniversary of sim uh, there is a special celebration that's happening this weekend on Saturday evening. If you're in Brisbane, southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales, you might like to be a part of what SIM is doing with their celebration, 125 years. Pretty exciting. Uh, the Cleveland Baptist Church, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And uh, Omar, you're visiting Brisbane to be a part of that event.
1: Yes, I'll be speaking on um, Compelled by Christ's Love because that's why we do what we do um, on the, at that evening on the Saturday
0: okay we'll mention that again shortly too in case you missed the details we're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen, 316 316 and you might like to join in our conversation our talkback line open or you can leave a question or a comment on our facebook page let's take a call from trevor in western australia hello trevor welcome along
2: uh good morning dr good morning neil
0: good morning to you trevor what are your thoughts morning
2: uh, I, I have a statement, and I have a, have a question. Um, the statement is: It's like like all devils lies. There's always some truth in it, in that uh, all religions lead to one God, except Christianity. All religions lead to the one God being the devil. Um, so that's if you if you worship another religion, the devil is your god.
0: Okay, and and is that the question as well?
2: No, the question the question is, um, I was pondering is there any evidence or does uh, other other religions have, like we have our conversion, we know when we've found the Lord because we, we know we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, do other religions have conversion experiences or testimonies that people claim? I, I haven't heard of any.
1: A good question. Omar? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've interacted with a few people that would claim they had some sort of experience that we would liken it to be a religious or conversion experience I've heard of people who are really um, into yoga um, like the, the real serious practitioners that when they enter into their yoga they experience a deep peace like you know people are just flabbergasted when they describe this deep peace they could be going through tumultuous times in their lives but they do through yoga and I think that there is a, a basis in that and that God has given human beings the capacity to think beyond this life, there is eternity in our hearts. And and so I think when they do that practice, it's not that they empty their minds as they claim, uh, but they are able to um, transcend, go over and beyond the immediate physical reality. Uh, because God has made us as spirit beings. And um, unlike materialism, when it's all just about what you see, hear, and touch, uh, we are spiritual beings. So many of these religions um, allows the spirit, um, and Buddhism, for example, there's a lot of powers, and I would suggest they're occ- occult, uh, dark powers, but they tap into spiritual powers, and I wouldn't want to um, be, in a sense, interacting with them if I'm not uh, covered by the holy, filled with the Holy Spirit, and covered by the blood of Jesus, because there are spiritual realities, um, and and powers. Um, in Buddhism, and some would say similar in in Islam. Trevor, how does that fit with your question?
2: Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, because we we have a testimony to share. We we're talking you were talking yesterday about our our strongest way to convert people is to share our testimony, and that led to the thought: Well, what what are the testimonies of other religions? But uh, yeah, we certainly got to watch out for playing playing with the devil and his spirits, and and uh, what that leads to.
0: Trevor, thank you so much for your call. Trevor from WA. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. We'll take another call in just a few moments. But uh, this is an interesting aspect that we're getting into here, uh, that this idea of a supernaturalism, a supernatural power, uh, these things are happening in world religions and these things happen within Christianity too. But somehow or other, a lot of Christians want to deny somehow or other that there is a supernatural element of our Christianity. Uh, your thoughts on on the supernatural Omar just quickly.
1: Yeah, definitely that that's reality there. Um, I'm reminded some I've heard some Muslims claim that they've been healed um, uh, and that too because God has made us as spiritual, physical, emotional um, beings. If our heart is full of bitterness, that is just as much spiritual as it is emotional. So somebody in another religion, if, if they choose to learn to forget, like I think Gandhi wasn't a great example of someone who chose to forgive, um, and not necessarily forget, but to forgive. And what I hear of Gandhi, he was an unusual man. He was a man who was at peace, uh, but because he chose to forgive. Um, Nelson Mandela also comes to mind. A- and so sometimes as Christians, um, we don't, practice holistically. We we could ourselves get so wrapped up in terms of all just the physical. So I get diagnosed with cancer. I see the, the doctor, medical treatment. Yes, I might pray um, and ask God to intervene, but it's not that I look into my emotions and to see well, where is my heart filled with bitterness? Um, I don't access God's help and God's grace to heal me emotionally and spiritually. Uh, so we are all of that we're entire beings
0: uh, let's take another call. Rosemary is on the line from Victoria. Hello, Rosemary. welcome along. Oh, thank you, Neil. Need um, to be quick, Rosemary.
3: Um, yes, I will be quick. Um, first of all, I was thinking um, some people would question in the Bible God says, nobody comes to God except through Jesus first um, what that might people might be questioning what that means. Uh, another thing is um uh Knowing God, Jesus, rather than being with him because he's answering your prayer. Uh, for example, um, just, it doesn't matter how ill you are
2: or what, or how poor you are.
0: Rosemary, I've got what you're saying. Knowing God is different to having just a knowledge of God. A thought from Omar, just a minute out from news.
1: Yeah, I think the challenge is with the, with the word "no" In the English language, the word "no" has a very um, wide meaning. Like, I know uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Well, I've never met him. And then I use the same word, I know my wife. Well, I know my wife far more intimately than Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Um, so, great emphasis that that is not had knowledge, that um, in the New Testament when people talk about they know God, it is far more than had knowledge it's that sense of intimacy or being with Jesus, that Jesus is a living, bright reality, that he outshines the glitter of this world. Um, people endure persecution, being put in jail, being beaten up like Paul, because Jesus was a living, bright reality and Jesus empowered him. So it's all of that and far more. Uh, you've got this incredible question. If there is
0: only one creator, why are there so many separate religions? What's your response when people express that level of question, that level of doubt?
1: Mm. Well, humankind has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And so, um, then even thinking of it logically is not, it's not unusual then that we would come up with different ideas to try to explain why we are here or what's the reason for our existence and, um then God also has created us with a sense of eternity in our hearts. So during those qu- moments that we quieten our own soul and we look around, we have this sense that there must be more to life than what we see and hear and touch. And so when you think of different cultures, different people, different environments, as people look at mountains and the seas, then it's not unusual that they would come up with different answers um, and the third point I would suggest is related to the sense of eternity. There's also a deep thirst that that God has created us. That thirst can only be ultimately quenched by God himself. But just like if you have somebody lost in the desert, um, they're desperately thirsty, they might come to a watering hole, they could see the footprints of animals, they might even see um, feces in the water, dirty, infested bacteria riddle water but out of their thirst they will still drink um, so that's the other reason and um, as um, mentioned in the Bible in Romans God made it very clear he says, since the world was created people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made they can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature so they have no excuse for not knowing God yes they new God but they wouldn't worship him. So as I mentioned about earlier on, my friend from Thailand, he knew God existed, but he did not want to worship God. He wanted to do his own thing, or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Now when I say that, I'm not looking down on anybody else with, who are following other religions. My mind was dark and confused, before Jesus revealed himself. So I'm only able to say with confidence that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, not because I did it my way, as Frank Sinatra said, but it was because God um, intervened. He shone his light upon my mind and my heart and gave me the revelation that I was able to believe him through the reading, studying uh, of God's word and praying and listening to him and being responsive to his holy spirit
0: okay lots of callers Uh, we'll take some calls as we go here first of all let's hear from peter in rockhampton hello peter welcome along peter have i got you Uh, is anyone on the line well peter you might like to call back 1-800-316-316 robin is in mount morgan in queensland hello robin welcome along
3: yes hi um Uh, It really, really concerns me, um, the deception in the world. I've got two cases of um, appearances of Jesus. Now, um, I've got to um, tell the stories because it wasn't Jesus at all, but um, I want to lead up to that. Remember, Jesus warned us in the last days there would be great deception. And when you hear rumors of um, the Savior being here or there, don't go and look. Um, But anyway... I'll give you two stories I'm trying to be quick um, There was a, a prophet He's a Christian prophet And he normally does have appearances From the Lord And angels And that sort of thing And one day um, Jesus appeared to him And uh, he was almost going to listen To what he was going to say And then he thought There was something strange About his eyes And as soon as he I don't know what he said The blood of Jesus Or something like that And it disappeared So now that that just got, was a warning Um, But the other thing that concerns me, really concerns me, is those that are in the New Age. And my friend in New Zealand, she's not saved. She's definitely worldly. And um, she's been following this. She showed me some of the the books. And this guy is a guy that um, channels spirits of the dead, supposedly, and speaks to people about things in their lives. And I know they're familiar spirits. They're not from god they 're um, evil spirits that give him knowledge and whatever, but he claimed um, that Jesus came to him, and that 's what my friend was saying to me. Well, Jesus appeared to him, and what i'm what i 'm seeing uppermost in all of this, the deception is we 've got to be very careful about the nature then if you, we really really do need to read god 's Word um, because that 's where we get to know him personally, we have a relationship with him. And when you know a person intimately, that's when you know when there's a fraud. You you will know the difference.
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah, um, definitely, because- Robin. As you said, um, that it's Jesus uh, has revealed himself through his word. And a common theme when people s- receive some sort of revelation is that they often are not referring to the words of Jesus that we have documented in the Bible uh, they often come up with their own words. So Joseph Smith, for example, claimed to receive revelation, and he started what we know today as Mormonism, um, but no reference to the words of Jesus in the historical Bible that we have. Um, so um great reminder for us to be alert. Satan uh, takes all sorts of imitations. He's a great deceiver. He can appear to the angel of light as an angel of light, and so we need to always be alert. Uh, having said that, um, I have come across and heard Muslims having dreams that Jesus appeared to them. And the common theme of the dreams again is that Jesus is a very bright light. They often cannot um, keep looking. They end up having a sense of worshipping this Jesus. I don't know how they know, but they know it's Jesus now. Of course, Isa is in the ba- in the Quran. Um, Isa is a Prophet, According to the Muslims, he was a great prophet, only second to Muhammad. So they have a high respect towards Isa. But the common theme of the message that Jesus gives them is he sends them to other people who will share the truth. And so they don't get complete revelation about Jesus directly. And, and I think that's because God always works in a community of faith. He doesn't want individualistic believers or Superman or, you know, um, Batgirl or Wonder Woman. Um, that's not what he wants. He wants a community of faith, uh, a family of believers. And so these people are often uh, directed to someone who will then in turn share God's word, um, share the Bible. So some even have, uh, clear messages. There'll be, you'll meet somebody who will share something, um, from the book, um, Somebody even had a specific, though in the old days, uh, this is going back a fair while, some Bibles have gold uh, on the edges, and so this Muslim had a dream that a man with a golden book, and so when this man came towards him, the way the sun shone, sh- reflected off the edges, and it looked like a golden book, and he knew that he had to listen to this messenger.
0: Thank you so much to Robin for your call. Our talkback line open 1-800-316-316. And uh, just to reflect on another scripture and get your thoughts too, Omar. Uh, in 1 John chapter 4, in verse 1 and 2, John writes, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. If a spirit says this is the true religion or this is the true God over here, don't believe them, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So there is a sense, isn't there, that right from biblical times, and there's John writing, saying there will be deception, uh, but there is a test, and the test is to know who Jesus is and where he has come from.
1: Yes, and Jesus is a historical person. Um, nobody could argue against the historical, um, records, uh, that backs up Jesus Christ. Um, and so that's why I keep encouraging people, uh, to read the words of Jesus. And, and this applies whether we are Christians or not. I'm astounded that there are many people I meet who say they're Christians and yet often they don't know the words of Jesus. I try to make it a habit to read once a year at least the the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, um, that I could be immersed in the words of Jesus because I want to know Jesus and I want to know what he has said And, and that's our foundation, the word of God. Um, and the words of Jesus in the Gospels. Uh, let's quickly go through a few Facebook comments. Jason, who has a
0: question, says, I've been reading about Christian missionaries throughout history when they attempted to establish a native church church. Often the local people would call Yahweh Jesus after their creator God. Is this a right move or is it identifying an old idol with a Christian God? Uh, that's an interesting way of talking about you know, the idea of mixing a whole lot of beliefs and just calling
1: it, you know, Yahweh Jesus. Uh, Yeah, and that's very complex, and and there are lots of different theories about that, and I would um, not claim to be an expert. But even in my own country of birth, Indonesia, there's a controversy. Should we use the word Allah for the Creator God? Well, there are many Christians who would claim the word Allah was there before Muhammad turned up. It referred to the Creator God. So even before Muhammad, there were people who were worshipping the Creator God and referring to that God as Allah. Um, just as in, in uh, might be Yahweh or Jehovah, however you way you pronounce it, or in English, God. Um, so I don't really see that that's um, being compromising or whatever. If it's referring to the Creator God um, that the original people worship, what we need to say is that we can only reach that Creator God through Jesus Christ. And again, there are different ways to pronounce Jesus or Christ, um in the Quran Jesus is referred to as Issa so I don't have a problem saying I'm a follower of Issa when I'm in the Middle East because if I say I'm a follower of Jesus they' tarnish me being a typical Western Christian who's materialistic and immoral that's the picture many Muslims have in the Middle East because they look to Hollywood and you know people in Hollywood who claim to be Christians and so on so I don't want to be tarnished with the same brass I say I'm a follower of Issa uh, so that I don't get um, labelled in in a way that's negative from the start So there's a
0: cultural setting in which you might present in certain ways but here back home on our Australian soil Uh, We know that these are different religions, they are different gods, and we don't confuse that, although some of the language that you use when you're on the mission field may adapt to the way that the cultural setting is, so that you can introduce people to the one true God. Uh, Let's take another call. Jonathan is on the line from Perth. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome along.
2: Yes. uh, Hello, Neil.
0: Jonathan, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, yeah, sometimes we're talking about why I brought different religion today. is because of our incapability or vulnerability, because we know that we are incapable of doing things on our own. So people assume that maybe God might be in this way. He alone is not able to do all this work. So they that not celebrating God for themselves. To know to approach more God, it would be not right. So if we, we are the men, we cannot do things for ourselves, so God would be that way. So this is why I then, I been mostly ask the question, when God appeared to him, how would I call you? Because in Egypt there were a lot of gods. Everything was a god. So he said, I am who I am. Jonathan, I'm not
0: sure everyone can catch on to everything that you're saying there with your accent. Uh, Omar, I'm not sure whether you caught some of what Jonathan was sharing there, uh, but coming from an African background and, uh, and uh, no doubt uh, we're reflecting on uh, some of those issues when it comes to the culture.
1: Yeah, what I think I, I heard Jonathan to say is that everybody has needs that are beyond ourselves and so sometimes then that motivates us to cry out to whoever god we might be coming across um and that is a, a, another way of to explain how we have had so many different religions uh because the bottom line is that we live in an environment that we can't control we can't control the weather you know there have been cyclones and hurricanes in in um north america in japan uh, so when uh, these things, I mean, there's, there's a joke on the battlefield, there's no atheist. Uh, it's like when you acknowledge you're not in control, you do cry out to whatever supernatural powers there might be. Um, having said that, though, this is where we keep saying the foundation for our faith is the Bible, the, the written word of God that has been transferred through many generations and the words of Jesus and Jesus as being a historical being. Thanks so much to Jonathan from Perth. Uh, some more Facebook
0: comments. Mike says, all people will come face to face with God. So all people of all religions will ultimately meet him, but only those who know Christ will ultimately attain heaven. Uh, there's an interesting concept there and uh, quotes 1st John chapter 5 verse 12. A quick comment on that one, Omar.
1: Yeah, um, the Bible does make that clear. That that um, in Philippians two, it says, um, "One day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord." Um, and and that's what motivates us. That's why we want to share the good news uh, to communities where the gospel hasn't gone forth. Um, that's why we have many people who are really saying, "Yeah, we shouldn't keep this good news to ourselves." Um, we want to go to people, whether it be in the Middle East or parts of deserts in Africa or the slums in South America, wherever people haven't heard of Jesus. And that's what I'm pleading with all of my sisters and brothers. Let's pray that the light of Jesus will be taken to all the corners of the world, to the darkest places, that they too might be able to have a chance to hear the good news and worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. Luke on Facebook
0: says, no, not all religions lead to the same God, and therefore many people pray to idols or false gods or the real God in an incorrect manner. A different way of putting things.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so that, that's what I mean. When people say all religions lead to God, I think they haven't even studied Buddhism or even studied Hinduism. So they were very different. <laughs> (laughs) Another one uh, from Bev, who wanted to share two verses
0: from Revelation 14, verses 6 and 7, with regard to God reaching the Muslims of the world, 14, 6 and 7, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue and people. And uh, verse 7, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and springs of water. Uh, thank you so much to Bev for your comments, uh, your thoughts
1: on uh, ultimate things uh, like she's referring to in Revelation. Yeah, and Revelation paints the, the end of human history um, uh, in that there will one day there will be people from every tribe, every language, worshipping Jesus. And again, that's what motivates us. Um, so I try to picture that whatever snippets like this tourist that I met from Thailand in the Middle East, I'm talking about encouraging to read the words of Jesus. We haven't been in contact since then. But I I try to picture that I've been privileged to sow a seed or a few seeds. And sometimes I think as, as um, followers of Jesus, we get so caught up about conversion. Whereas if we picture ourselves as a farmer sowing seeds... Somebody else will water, God will use send different people, and we don't know whether it be months, years, before those seeds bear fruit. Um, so let's take whatever opportunity God gives us, and God is bringing people from all over the world to our doorsteps. Um, your listeners may not be aware, Neil, apparently in the Gold Coast, um, this time of the year, from um, June to September, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people from the Middle East, primarily from the Arabian countries, as mm-hmm. tourists. Yep. Uh, but I do wonder. I uh, Are uh, believers in the Gold Coast taking the most of those opportunities? Because most of these people would have not heard the good news of Jesus. They've they've come to our doorsteps, and we can be friendly towards them. Start by saying hello, of course, and greeting them, welcoming them. And who knows? And most of the I think listeners be surprised that these people would love to talk about religion, better than talking about AFL or NRL <laughs> and the weather. Yeah. Um, so let's make the most of the opportunity to share God's truth. And uh, interesting that mm-hmm. the mission
0: opportunity comes to our shores and oftentimes is in our own streets and our own shopping centers. Uh, let's take one more call. Uh, Peter dropped out earlier from Rockhampton. Hopefully he's back with us. Hello, Peter. Yes, hello, how are you? Good, thanks Peter. Need to be quick, what are your thoughts? Um,
2: yes, I was just going to say that I, I think um, the spirituality is a universal law. If you apply the principles, you, you gain enlightenment. Um, but the thing is, with, with Jesus, he, God gave his only begotten son to die on the cross. And yeah, he's the way, he, he, showed, he was the forerunner, he showed us
1: the way.
0: Uh, yeah, okay uh, interesting thoughts um, your thoughts on Omar for Peter from Rockhampton.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great way to express that um, that that if we are tapping into the spirituality, we will receive benefits on that. But at the end of the day, it's only um, the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from our sins. Um, and in people of other religions, uh, they often can never say they know they are forgiven. Um, I've talked to many Muslims. They cannot be confident that they will go to heaven because they're not convinced. Um, they can't be sure that their good works has um, outweighed the bad works. Um, I've interacted with people of different religions. One of the major things they cannot be ever convinced of is that their sins are forgiven, that they're cleansed of their shame and their guilt, um, or that they can get to heaven. And that's because at the end of the day, it's still up to them whereas what we believe as followers of Jesus, that it wasn't what we did. It was God sending his son Jesus, as you said, and it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sins. Thank you so much to Peter from Rockhampton,
0: and it would be a whole discussion for another day on that word enlightenment, uh, because uh, enlightenment, if we talk back to the 18th century, that was all about uh Reason, the age yes. of reason. And that in itself uh, is a little bit along the lines of what we were talking about earlier. This idea of even a materialism or a separation from a spirituality and the idea that we all are, you know, our own gods and our, our own reason. But enlightenment is something that people do aim for.
1: Uh, Omar, you were going to add? Well, um, it- in a sense, we, we've just started. We're just scratching the surface, <laughs> and, and um, I don't want to leave the listeners frustrated. So if they're interested or they're connecting with somebody who's, um, say, following Islam, um, what sort of resource can they? So I want to encourage people to go to um, face-to-face intercultural.com.au. Um, it's one of my colleagues at SIM. His name is Mike Wilson and some others. They've done um, sort of articles that are about 15, 20 pages long on different world religions and have tried to distill it. I mean, you can't oversimplify, but he's tried and he's been doing well at, at helping us to understand the complexity and and getting to be able to see the, the central truths um, of what we need to convey as, as believers, how we can connect with them. But if there's one thing I could leave is that, remember, um, they're all humans like like us. And, and so interact with them firstly and foremost as human beings. Invite them to our homes. Now, don't serve them sweet and sour pork, uh, in case they might be Muslims. <laughs> uh, start with the neutral foods, uh, maybe tea, coffee, be very sensitive and have a more of a, a, an asking approach rather than, you know, we're here to tell them because we just want to avoid making assumptions. Um, they may say they're Muslims, and then discover that they really are more into what's called folk Islam, where there's a lot of deep-seated um, superstition. Um, and then, if anybody says they're a Hindu, you want to know which gods they, they follow. I mean, because there are millions of them. Um, and, and so, be inquisitive, uh, be confident in, in the Word of God, and at the same time, be humble, approachable, and gentle. And I'm
0: assuming not being afraid to have those conversations, even if you don't have the answers, because this is a way you'll be on a learning curve in being able to share your faith into a situation where someone believes in a different God. Uh, Omar, we have run out of time. I'll mention that website, sim.org.au. You also mentioned that website that some might have been uh, running around trying to find a pen to write that down. Face. TwoFaceIntercultural dot com dot au for those resources dealing with Islam. Uh, wonderful to have you back, uh, Doctor Omar Joandy, uh, National Director of SIM Australia. Uh, big celebrations—the 125th anniversary of SIM. Congratulations, Omar! What a, an amazing achievement. I know there's a huge story, and I usually like to tell it uh, at the beginning of a conversation with you. and We didn't get a chance to say that so much today, but uh, all the best for the celebrations on Saturday night at the Cleveland Baptist Church in Brisbane. Thank you so much for dropping in to see us today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil. Oh, as usual, it's been delightful. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's
2: lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.